Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Wow everybody welcome to Hobby Addicts episode whoop, whoop. 303 Alright l it reads like, a, like an apartment number Caroline, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well. It's、uh, interesting. We never really have hobby addicts with just you and me because Mason had to dip because he's going to a wedding. He'll be eating some dip, I'm sure, at the wedding and、yeah. everything else because they don't know what they have done by inviting Mason to eat to an <laughs> event where food is present. So, but, Absolutely.、Uh, yeah. And,、uh, but hey, we're here with you. Caroline in the house, Mitsuki in the house at a shockingly early time today. So, which is kind of、so、nice. Like 2 30 on a Sunday after daylight savings time. Oh, man. It's a,、uh, it's a two, I don't know. It's kind of good and it's kind of not because, for, on the one hand, I'm going to be done with this by one o'clock, which pretty much means I have the whole day to do whatever, as opposed to finishing like around, I guess it's, what time is it? Is it it's 12, 12 30. 12 right now. It's, yeah, 12. 23 where you are, 2 23 where I am.、Mm. And we are typically wrapping up our podcasts at like 7 30, uh, where I am, 5 30 where you are, I guess. And now we're going to wrap up around 3, which means that everyone has lots more time to do stuff afterwards. But Hell yeah. It also means I don't have any time to do any show prep <laughs> on Sunday morning. So it's,、uh, it's a double edged、yeah. sword. But, but hey, we're here. I mean, sometimes. I'm, I'm typically able to do the show prep on Saturdays, but sometimes when I have a really busy Saturday, and,、um, I, and, and I think it happened one bef- once before where I had to really get down on the show prep、uh, because I was busy on Saturday because, and we were going to start early on a Sunday. Well, I was a major goofball because I actually had all the Mitsugi's mom clips edited and ready to roll like Wednesday. And then I still managed to fuck it up by not loading them onto the soundboard <laughs> during the、oh. podcast. So <laughs>、yeah. I was like super prepared. And then at the same time, I just dropped the ball. But,、uh, but hey, we're here. And、um, it looks like we got some movie talk today. So、um, Tick, Tick, Boom, which is like an old、yes. song from Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't remember what band that is. I don't know. If that, I, I'm not familiar with the. The song, but it is musical. So,、oh, okay. uh, shall I start it off then? Sure, tick, tick, boom. I'm going to look it up while you're talking about it. Right. So, it's on Netflix. It's up for like the Oscars, I think,、oh, nominated.、Wow. Uh, and it stars Andrew Garfield with many other very good actor, actors. And this is, it's kind of complicated. So, I'm going to try to explain it the best I can. This is a movie based off a musical that was written by Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent and a couple other Broadway uh,、mm-hmm. uh, productions. So, this musical, Tick, Tick, Boom, is an autobiographical musical about Jonathan Larson's life, more or less,、uh, and his struggles as a Uh, a writer in New York, his relationship struggles, his struggles with his friends, and you know, the AIDS epidemic that、uh, happened while this musical was being、uh, thought of. Yeah, right, I believe、yeah. it was in the 90s、uh, that this musical takes place, for more or less.、Um, so, this musical, written by Jonathan Larson,、uh, was translated into a film version.、Uh, and honestly, it is, it is very good. It's, it's a, a very Interesting kind of film because it is set up 
as if uh, Andrew Garfield, who plays Jonathan Larson, is performing Tick, Tick, Boom on stage with a lot of monologues and songs relating to his life experience. And it's interspersed with musical performances in his rendition of this musical. So it and also, you know, scenes like regular movie scenes and all that. So it's a conglomeration of a lot of things. But regardless, very interesting. Um, Again, this is not a biographical depiction of what actually happened in his life because it is something that he wrote himself, might have been dramatized, uh, you know, in parts, might not have been completely true. And some of the characters are not real people in his life, more like inspired by people in his life. Uh, And if you know anything about Jonathan Larson, this movie is actually a bit of a tragedy because he one of the the big things that he's known for is writing Rent. And I actually did not know this about him. He actually, well, he is obviously a struggling artist in New York City trying to get a musical off the ground by the name of Superbia. It's one of his first full-length musicals, I think, that he wrote. Mm -hmm. And so trying to get, um, he's working on this workshop, basically the, um, like a broken down version of what this musical is going to be about with the actors just performing it without the, uh, the production, trying to get producers, trying to get this off the ground. And while that's happening, his girlfriend might be leaving him because, you know, he, she, she wants, um, a more stable job outside of New York city, but, and he's, too focused on his production, trying to make his dreams come true. All the while, he is running out of money, doesn't know what he's doing anymore, and trying to think: Is this all worth it? Is it worth the heart heartache? Should I just get a regular job? All while this is happening, and then also is the fact that you, um, as some people who know about Jonathan Larson know, he actually passed away. Literally the night before his dream comes true, right oh, before God. Rent goes get, goes onto previews or something like that, the night before, and you see all the tragedy that happens to him, trying to struggle and work his way to the top, and knowing that he dies from like an aortic aneurysm, something that nobody even like could have even fathom would happen to him. Literally the night before he died, I just cried like a baby by the end of this movie because I knew it's just so unfair it's life is just so unfair and it is a very good movie it's it, it is a little bit unique in the way it storytells because it is like a movie about a musical within a movie with a blah 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 it's it's complicated but it has a lot of interesting cameos from people within Jonathan Jonathan Larson's life like his sister I think makes an appearance um, then there's also people that he worked with, his collaborators on Rent, his actors. Um, there's, um, oh, and also, like, the way that they made this movie is also very incredible. Because I was looking it up online. They took, um, they found videos that Jonathan, vid- he, like, videotaped his apartment, like, two months before his death for, like, insurance reasons. I'm not entirely certain why, but. What? They, yeah, I think I think he needed to. Uh, he needed to film his apartment, like look around. I, I don't know, maybe for um, you know renters' policies or whatever. I don't really even know. But okay, regardless, he had a video where he taped around his room, his apartment, and so they took that video and they made a one-to-one, like 
version of that same apartment. Things were right where they were as they saw in that video. So all the scenes that happened in his apartment, they made it look exactly like it. So when people who knew Jonathan Larson walked around the set, they were like, holy crap, this is freaky. That's crazy. So they did that. Um, They also went to the same place that he originally performed uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. They went there and they filmed it in the same... um, performance theater that's where they also filmed for the movie uh they made scenes right outside his actual apartment so like any scenes that that took a place outside they actually showed the apartment on the outside um and so they just like they tried their damnedest to make this a faithful uh and and well more respect respectful uh rendition of tick tick boom and trying to make sure that uh, his memory was being honored, not just showing him as a great person, but also as a freaking asshole. Because in a lot of the parts of the movie, he's just overcome with so much stress. He acts like a, a, a like a menace <laughs> to his friends and family, which is uh, it, he's a person, you know, people do like he's no, he's not perfect. Yeah, so no they made perfect. sure to show that. Um, it's also directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think this is his first directorial debut. So that and honestly, it's a very good one. Um, it looks great. And so they did their damnedest to make sure that this was a good movie honoring him. And I think they did a great job with that. Did you already say why it's called Tick, Tick, Boom? Because that's a strange oh, Okay, title. so he, based on what I can understand, I think they, and they go into it, into the actual musical of Tick, Tick, Boom in, in the movie too. He describes his life as like a ticking time bomb because Mm, he is nearing the age of 30. And one thing that he really like, he set a goal for himself to make something of himself by the time he's 30. And when this movie takes place, it's like the week leading up to his 30th birthday. So while all this stress is happening with his relationship, with trying to get his musical off the ground and with his friends, also uh, they do go into the AIDS epidemic here. um, They're, um, they, they, even while he's focusing on himself, trying to uh, make something of himself with this like constant ticking in his head, the ticking of time, his friends are literal time bombs. Like they don't have time left for them, but he's still focusing on oh, himself. Yeah. Um, it's dark. And so, that, yeah, it is a very interesting um, comparison that they make in that movie. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's all about time, and I, honestly, nothing got me more stressed in this movie because, like, everything is happening and nothing's going right, and I'm just thinking to myself, so much anxiety is wrapped up in this movie, but it is very good. I wonder how many people realize that they do little things like replicating an apartment, or you know, like do people? How, how did you even find out that they did that? Was that part of like the marketing, or I mean? Oh no, I just I, I was just reading up on the Wikipedia page okay, and so the making like a, of and all that. So, so you're like a researcher, like you'll watch a movie and then go read about it or whatever. Uh, a lot of the times, yes, but especially with this one because I want to really I I didn't really understand the premise at first. I did not really understand what this whole musical that was narrating the entire thing. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, that's Tick, Tick, Boom. That's his musical. Um, So I was reading up on that and I just got into a rabbit hole with it. (laughs) All right. Well, that sounds pretty neat. I, uh, is this, is this in theaters like right now? I don't think so. I don't even know if it 
went to theaters, honestly. I, I, I did not hear about it going to theaters, but I do know it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty recent, so I thought maybe it was still hanging out there somewhere, but... Yeah, I guess a lot of people just go to Netflix right away. They don't even go to the theater. So at this point, Netflix yeah. is probably far more viewed than than all movie theaters combined. I would have to take a guess. But, but. Also, the music is very interesting, too, because a lot of them are songs. Ri- I think all of them are songs written by John Larson. Um, so if you are a big fan of Rent, a lot of them have that Rent feeling, of course, since he wrote it as well. Um, the uh, mixture of musical theater and rock and um, very uh, uh, deep lyrics and all that. It's it's very good. And I think they even introduced some songs that were not very widely available before into this movie so that they can get more of his uh, stuff out there, I guess. I think one of the, I think one of the songs they introduced was a like a bonus track you can get from this one particular album that got put out, but uh, now it's involved in this movie, so you'll be able to listen to it more easily. All right, well, that's pretty neat. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's kind of an off-the-beaten-path kind of movie, so maybe somebody will uh, go check it out. Yeah. Well, I am. Uh, I, I feel kind of bad. I don't have a lot to talk about this week because I'm just trying to that's get... That's okay. I'm trying to get Horizon done so I can play Elden Ring, and that'll probably happen today. But um, I did watch some horror movies. I don't know. I'm just on this horror movie kick, and... I don't know. I, I, people that watch, people that listen to this are probably like, God, another horror movie. Jesus. <laughs> um, but I did watch this movie called Coming Home in the Dark that is a really uh, grim, like a bleak movie. Like, it's it's definitely not a movie for everybody. Um, I wouldn't say it's a particularly good movie either, but it is shocking. And it's definitely a movie that ha- has some scenes that you just don't see coming. But it's also a movie that's extremely difficult to not spoil. So I'm going to try my best, but it is really going to be tough. So I'm going to kind of be careful here. So this is a movie that came out not long ago. It's about three months old. came out like towards the end of 2021. It's on Netflix. It's in their horror movie catalog. But I wouldn't say it's much of a horror movie. It's more of a... It's more of like a... Just like a... I don't know, like a thriller, really, I guess. Um, but it's, it's classified as horror on Netflix, but the, it's about this like revenge plot that gets on that, that unfolds, um, of this, like, uh, basically abuse that happens like many years like ago, like this, like 30 years ago. And, and this guy just like, uh, has come to take revenge on things that happened to him like a long time ago on people that were responsible or people that stood by and like did nothing while these bad things happened. And it's just a very like, um, it's a very uh, grim sort of intense film. Like there's like, there's not much music in, in it. And the events that take place in the movie are portrayed in a way that makes it feel like it's happening in real time, sort of. Um, and it's just pure violence, all of it. And, you know, this guy is like killing people and, doing all this horrible stuff. And this is one of the more like savage sorts of movies I've seen in a while. Um, I don't know why it's called coming home in the dark. It makes really no sense at all. But is there no coming home while it's dark out? Yeah. There's really like, I mean, some of the movie takes place at night, but like there's really, actually most of it does, but there's not like a home they're going to and they're not going home. I mean, 
I guess I can. I guess I might be able to see why it's called that, but it's kind of like a weird title for the movie, to be honest. But uh, it's it's uh, it's got a bunch of like unknown actors in it, um, to be perfectly honest. And and uh, but this is a movie that you really have to be wanting to see a movie where you're wondering how the characters in the movie are going to be able to get out of this like very grim, bleak sort of hopeless situation that they're in. Um, and you kind of wonder to yourself, like, who's going to survive? How are these people going to get out of this situation? Uh, how's the movie going to wrap up? And it's actually like a pretty, a pretty lengthy for a horror movie. I mean, it's, it's like an hour, it's over an hour and a half long. Horror, horror movies just have this knack for being short. And I think it's maybe one reason why I like them because it's tough to sit down and watch like a really long movie. I still haven't seen the Batman movie yet because it's three hours. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Like we were, yeah, I know. I heard about that. We were going to go see that in theaters, and I was like, why does every Batman movie have to be three hours long? I feel like the there was like the Dark Knight trilogy, and I feel like those were pretty long, too. Uh, but it's like... I also hear that um, with the Batman, at least at AMC, they charged the tickets to the Batman $1 more than any other movie, and that is just freaking ridiculous it's already so expensive to get movie tickets so they know that the batman is going to be the one of the biggest movies out right now so they increased the value of the tickets i can see a small town movie theater doing that because they need the the profit amc does not need a dollar more a ticket i don't i mean they shouldn't charge more for it i I think amc is like bankrupt as hell right now actually but they are like in the toilet hard I'm surprised they're even around. Yeah, I guess. So. But they shouldn't, you're right though. They shouldn't charge more for it. That's like, it's like, oh, you, I know you want to see this movie. That's like charging prices based on how badly you want to see something. That's, that is, they don't, that doesn't generally happen in really any industry. Like, it's not like uh, some video game is, oh, this is the biggest video game of the year. Uh, so we're going to charge you double for it. Like, Elden Ring is probably maybe the biggest game of the year, maybe, maybe one of them. And it's not, and it's the same price as everything else. So that's stupid. It's bad enough. Everything. Sorry, go. Yeah, yeah you were talking about the yeah the, movie. the actual movie we're talking about. Yeah, so the movie is just like you know I'm trying not to spoil it because it has it, everything in this movie is shock value. But it starts off with like this family that's from it's in like England I think that's because they all have like a British accent and they're kind of like going through the countryside in their car and they're gonna have like this family outing where they're gonna have a picnic and like eat dinner outside by this like body of water and watch the the sunset and all this. It's kind of nice. And then just like everything just fucking falls apart. And these guys show up at like their picnic and you kind of wonder to yourself, like, why are these guys here? What are they going to do? And they talk to them for a while and kind of, you know, there's like this 10 minute scene where you're kind of, it's almost like you're watching a crime happen in real time because that's what because that's really what they make it feel like, and you're thinking like, oh, what is going to happen to these people? Uh, and then you you gradually see that the intentions of the two guys that show up are not good, and then like the worst possible stuff starts happening, and you're just like, holy shit! Like you start wondering like, if this happened to me, like what would I do? It's, it, it almost makes you want to go like lock your front door, um, and it just gets worse. It gets it just gets worse from there. It, it's pretty rough the whole time. Um, and you know, it's not a happy movie. There's no happy ending. It's not really, uh, no, it's, oh, great. Yeah. it's not really, yeah. I mean, sometimes horror movies don't end in a good way. Like they, and I kind of like that because I'd, I prefer, I'd prefer the outcome to be unpredictable. 
So whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's like a haunted house or, you know, a zombie show or, you know, whatever, uh, the outcome is not always positive. So, you know, and that kind of makes you kind of on your toes about like, oh, what's going to happen to these people or what, you know, in this, you know, whatever's, whatever scenario is unfolding. So, but, um, yeah, coming home in the dark was okay. You know, it was, it, it was pretty good. I mean, I've seen worse horror movies lately. Uh, but, um, you know, you gotta be in for a very raw sort of like, uh, just grittiness. And so, you know, that's pretty much it, you know, coming home in the dark. It's on Netflix. It's a good, it's a good watch if you want, if you like horror movies. So, yeah, well, it's probably a good thing I have not seen that because I have been home alone for the last week. Yeah. My parents came back yesterday from a week long trip to Aruba. Oh, they had a wow. fabulous time. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it was for their uh, 30th, 30th anniversary was last year. And so they have always wanted to go to Aruba. They're planning on going to Aruba sometime this year. Um, but my my sisters and I, we decided to, as part of our anniversary gift that we would cover their trip, um, you know, between the four of us. So, yeah, they had a they had a great time and they just came back. But if I were to I, I, I kept on trying to keep my mind off of the fact that I am the only person in the house. So if anybody <laughs> found out that I was home alone and they just happened to stalk me back home, then yeah, I was I was a little bit nervous about that. <laughs> Aruba. Where Aruba is yeah. by Oh, it's off the coast of Venezuela. Wow. I didn't know that. I just knew it was uh an island in the Caribbean area. <laughs> well, it's I re- guess. it's a really small true. island too. Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, well we got quite a few souvenirs and oh. yeah, they they had a great time. There's a lot of people in Aruba. 106,000 people live there. Well, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> wow. That would be nice. Like if you retire someday and be like, I'm going to go live in Aruba. That sounds well, that pretty is, sweet. If, if my parents had the ability to do that, I think they would. <laughs> 180 square kilometers, 60, 70 square miles. So, wow. That's basically like, uh, you know, that's like eight miles by eight miles wide. Pretty small. Yeah, well, they also went on, you know, they, they went on a boat and stuff like that. They spent most of their time on the beach, though. I bet the beaches there are insane. They're probably beyond they gorgeous. They loved the beach. Well, of course, they came back from the 85-degree weather and gorgeousness to a snowstorm yesterday oh, no. and freezing cold. So it was a, a grim awakening based <laughs> on that. I also had to shovel the driveway by myself twice in the in their absence because we also had a snowstorm on Wednesday. Um, so perfect timing <laughs> for that. Gosh, we see we always get the weather first and then we just deliver it to you on a silver platter and it's It's true. You know. But honestly, I thought we were done with the snowstorms and then we had one on Wednesday and then it all uh, melted in the two days between that and the next snowstorm we got yesterday. And I think we have 50 degree weather coming up for us all week. So that's going to disappear soon as well. But yeah, it was, uh, I thought we were done, but unfortunately well, mother nature had other ideas. You'll be happy to know that the weather here is pretty nice right now. And so you'll be having some good weather. Hopefully pretty soon. So all right, well, that's pretty much all I had. You know, unfortunately, I don't have anything else. Um, I will I will play Elden Ring this week some, so maybe I can give some input on it. But, 
yeah, I've just been a, a lazy little, a lazy lump. I haven't been uh, doing a good job of doing stuff, so. But we'll be we'll be better next time. So, do you have anything else you want to say, Caroline, before we uh, wrap up? Um, not no, not really. Most interesting things that happened to me this week were uh, cleaning the bathroom, which I definitely needed to do. <laughs> uh, mopped the floors. So hey, did that. Uh, and try to catch up on anime because what else was I gonna do being alone? <laughs> cleaning the bathroom is not something that you want to have be eventful. Honestly, it's not, but it really needed to be done. I'm so bad with, especially when I'm the only one that uses that bathroom. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with this. This is fine. But then I realized, I, I took one look at my shower door and I realized how many, like, I don't I don't know what it is, but it's like uh, hard water stains or soap scum so, or whatever yeah. I can see on the door. So I'm like, uh, this needs to get fixed. And then I realized that our squeegee is all left up. Now we need a new squeegee. And I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, you uh, good on you for getting that done because I am not a fan. Thank That's you. Like my least favorite chore other than laundry. So, all right, way to way to adult. That is what you. I did adult this week. You did. I cooked once, and I survived a lot about a, a lot on uh, casserole leftovers, but I didn't make chili once. Well, there you have it. I did. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Caroline for uh, doing things and cleaning her bathroom. Yeah. I'm going to go do some chores myself right now so so I can enjoy the rest of my Sunday. And I hope you also enjoy your Sunday, Caroline. I will do my best, too. And I hope everybody at home enjoys their week. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.